Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats the Series. I'm your host Sharpstar. Today we will be reading chapters 6 and 7. Hope you guys enjoy. Now we can read uh, chapter 6. What? Fireheart was so astonished he could hardly speak. Are you saying that Mistyfoot and Stonefur came from ThunderClan? Yes, Graypool gave her chest for a couple of licks. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Fireheart was stunned. Did Oakheart steal them? He asked. Graypool's fur bristled, and she drew her lips back in a snarl. Oakheart was a noble warrior. He would never stoop to steal... He would never stoop to steal... Wait, hold on. This is a tongue twist. Oh, he would never stoop to stealing kits. I'm sorry, alarmed. Fireheart crouched and flattened his ears. I didn't mean. It's just so hard to believe. Graypool sniffed, and her fur gradually lay flat again. Fireheart was still struggling with what she had told him. If Oakheart hadn't stolen the kits, perhaps a rogue ro- ro- cats had taken them from ThunderClan camp. camp. But why? And the abandoned... It- and why abandon them so quickly, when the scent of their clan was still on their fur? Then, if they were ThunderClan kids, why did you look after them, he stammered. What, what clan would willingly take in enemy kits in, in a season it was when prey was already scarce? Graypool shrugged, because Okura asked me to. He may not have been deputy back then, but he was a fine young warrior. I'd recently given birth to kits of my own, but but all except one died in the bitter cold. I had plenty of milk to spare, and the poor little scraps would never have lived to see the sunrise if, if some cat hadn't cared for them. Their ThunderClan scent soon faded, she went on, and even if Okart hadn't told the truth about where they came from, I, I respected him enough not to ask any more questions. Thanks to Okart and to me, they grew in strong kits, and now they're good warriors and a credit to their clan. Do Mistyfoot and Stonefur know all this? Fireheart asked. Now listen to me, asked Graypool. Mistyfoot and Stonefur know nothing, and if you tell them what I've just told you, I'll rip your liver out and feed it to the crows. She thrust her head forward and drew her lips back as she spoke, baring her teeth in spite spite of her rage. In spite of her rage, her age, Fireheart flinched. They never doubted that I'm their real mother, mother, Graypool growled. I like... I'd like to think they even look a bit like me. As she spoke, Fireheart felt something stir in her mind, in his mind, like the twitch of a fallen leaf that betrayed the mouse sheltering beneath it. He thought what he's he thought that Gray, what Graypool had just said should mean something to him, but when he tried to capture the thought, it scuttled away. They have always been loyal to River Clan, Graypool insisted. I don't know what loyalty to be devised now. I don't want that loyalty to be divided now. I've heard the gossip about you, Fireheart. I know you were once a kitty pet. I just lost my place. 
I know you were once a kitty pet, so I sh- so you should understand more than any cat what it means to have a paw, have a paw in two places. Right. Keep losing my place. I'm reading on a Kindle. Give me one sec. All right. All right. Okay. I know you were once a kitty pet, so you should understand more than any cat what it means to have a paw in two places. Fireheart knew he would never make any cat go through the uncertainties that he suffered himself about not fully belonging to his clan. I promise I'll never tell tell them, he mewed solemnly. I swear by Star Clan. The old cat relaxed and stretched her front paws and stretched her front paws extended and her rump in the air. I accept your word, Fireheart, she replied. I don't know if this has helped you at all, but it might explain why Elkhart would never let a ThunderClan cat harm Mistyfoot and Stonefur. Even if he claimed to know nothing about where they came from, he would have smelled the ThunderClan scent on them as clearly as I did. As far as they're, they're concerned, they're... They are loyal only to River Clan, but it would seem that Oakheart's loyalties were divided on their behalf. I'm very grateful to you, Fireheart purred, trying to sound as respectful as he could. I don't know what this means in relation to what I ha- to what respectful spe- as he could. I don't know what this means in relation to what I have found out, but I think there, but I really think it's important for both our clans. That's that's as maybe Mew Graypool, she frowned. But now that I've told you everything, you must leave our territory. Of course, Fireheart mewed. You won't even know I've been here. And Graypool, he paused before thrusting his way out of the bush and, bush and held her pale yellow gaze for a moment. Thank you. Fireheart's mind was spinning as he returned to the camp. Mistyfoot and Stonefur had led had ThunderClan blood, but they belonged entirely to RiverClan now. With no idea of divide, of their dividing, divided heritage, blood loyalty and clan loyalty were not always the same, Fire re- reflected. His own kitty pet roots did not make his c- comment, comment, comment to the Thunder, to ThunderClan any less less strong. And perhaps now that Mistyfoot had con- conferred now how Oakheart had died, Bluestar would be willing to accept that Terraclaw had killed Red- Redtail. Fireheart decided to ask her what her about Graypool's latest revelation too. Bluestar might be able to tell him if a pair of kits had ever been stolen from ThunderClan camp. When he reached the clearing, Fireheart made straight for High Rock. For the high rock, as he repro- approached Blue Star's den, he heard the two cats meowing together. He heard two cats meowing together and picked up Tigerclaw's scent along with Blue Star's. Quickly, he pressed himself against the rock, hoping to stay out of sight. As the deputy shouldered his way past, out his way out past the cer- curtain of lynching that screened the mouth of the den. I'll try a hunting patrol towards Snake Rocks, the dark tabby called over his shoulder. No cat's ha- cat has hunted there for a few days. Good idea, agreed Blue Star, following him out. Prey is still scarce. May StarClan grant you grant the thaw come soon. Tigerclaw grunted agreement and loped off toward the warrior's den. 
not noticing Fireheart where he crouched by the rock. When he, he had gone, Fireheart padded up to the mouth of the den. Blue Star, he called. As the clan leader turned to go back inside, I'd like to talk to you. Very well, Blue Star meowed calmly. Come in. Fireheart followed her out her into the, her den. The curtain of luncheon swung back into place, cutting off the bright snow light. In the dim interior, Blue Star sat facing him. What is it? she asked. Fire Fireheart took a deep breath. You remember the story that Raven Paul told the red tail killed Oakheart at the Battle of Sunning Rocks? Blue Star stiffened. Fireheart, that is over, she growled. I told you before, I have reasons enough to be satisfied that that isn't true. I know. Fireheart bowed his head respectfully, but I found out something new. Blue Star waited in silence. Fireheart couldn't tell what she was thinking. No cat killed Oakheart, not Redtail, not Tigerclaw. He went on, nervously, aware that it was too late now to change his mind. Oakheart died when a rock... Rock collapsed on top of him. Blue Star frowned. How did you know this? I went to see Raven Paul again. Fireheart, admi- Fireheart admitted after the last gathering, he was ready for he was ready for anger, as he made his confession. But the clan leader remained calm. So that's why you were late. She observed. I had to find out the truth. Fireheart meowed quickly, and I, wait a moment. Moment. Blue Star interrupted. Raven Paul told you at first that. Red Tail killed Oakheart. Is he changing his story now? No, not at all, Fireheart promised. I misunderstood him. Red Tail was partly responsible for Oakheart's death because he drove him under the overhanging rock that collapsed on top of him, but he didn't mean to kill him. And that's what you couldn't believe, he reminded Blue Star, that Red Tail would d- deliberately kill another cat. Besides, well, Blue Star sounded cal- as calm as ever. I went across the river and spoke to a river clan cat. Fireheart confessed, just be sure. She told me that it was true. Oakheart had died from the rockfall. He looked at his paws, bracing himself for Blue Star's fury that he had been trespassing on enemy territory. But when he looked up again, there was nothing in the leader's eyes except for intense interest. She gave him a slight nod, and Fireheart went on. So we know for a fact that Terraclaw was lying about how Oakheart died. He didn't kill himself. He didn't kill him himself in revenge for Redtail. The rockfall killed him. Isn't it possible that he is lying about Redtail's death as well? As he spoke, Blue Star began to look troubled, narrowing her eyes as, as eyes so that only the the faintest sliver of blue showed in the dim light of the of the den. She let out a long sigh. Tireclaw is a fine deputy, she murmured, and these are serious charges. I know, Fireheart agreed quietly, but can't you see any? Blue Star how dangerous he is? Blue Star sank her head onto her chest. She was silent for so long that Fireheart wondered if he should leave, but she had not dismissed him. There's something else, he ventured, something strange about two of the River Clan warriors. Blue Star looked up, that her ears her ears slipped forward, for a heartbeat fire her hesitated to spread the rumors of a tem, tem, temperamental River Clan elder. But his need to know the truth gave him the courage to go on. Raven Paul told me that at Sunning Rocks the Sunny Rocks battle, O'Cart stopped Redtail from attacking a warrior named Stonefur. Okar said that no Thunderclan cat should ever harm Stonefur. 
I I had the chance to speak to one of the River Clan elders. She told me that Oakheart brought Misty Foot and Stonefur to her when she, when they were tiny kids. It was Leaf Bear, and she said that the kids would have died with no one to take care of them. Graypool, the elder, suckled them. She said that that they had the scent of Thunder Clan kits. Could that be true? Were kits ever stolen from our camp? For a few heartbeats, he thought Blue Star had not heard him. She was so still, then she rose to her hind pa- her paws and padded forward a couple of paces until she stood almost nose to nose with him. And you listen to this nonsense, she hissed. I just thought I should. This isn't what I expected from you, Fireheart. Blue Star growled, her eyes glittering like ice. And her hackles ra- ra- were raised to go into enemy territory and listen to idle gossip. To believe what a River Clan cat tells you, you would do better to think about your own duties than to come here telling tales about Tiger Claw. She studied him for a long moment. Maybe Tiger Claw is right to doubt your loyalty. I, I'm sorry, Fire, Fireheart ma- stammered, but I thought Graypool was telling the truth. Blue Star let out a long breath. All the interest she had shown before had vanished, leaving her expression cold and remote. Go, she ordered. Find yourself something useful to do, something that benefits a warrior, and never, never mention this to me again. Do you understand? Yes, Blue Star Fireheart began backing out of the den. But what about Tigerclaw? He... Go, Blue Star spat the command. Fireheart's paws scrabbled in the sand in the haste to obey. Once out of the the den, he turned and hurtled across the clearing, only coming to rest when he had put several foxlings between himself and Blue Star. He felt utterly be- bewildered. As first, at first, Blue Star had seemed prepared to listen to him, but as he, uh, but as soon as he mentioned the stolen Thunder Clan kitch, she had refused to hear any more. Sudden chill swept through Fireheart. What if Blue Star began to wonder how he had managed to speak with the R- River Clan cats? What if she found out about Gray, Gray Stripe and Silverstream? And what about Tiger Claw? For a short time, Fireheart had let himself hope, hope that he could make Blue Star understand how dangerous the deputy was. Thistle and thorns, he thought. Now she won't hear another word against Tiger Claw. I blew it. And that's the end of chapter six. We'll take a quick break and then read chapter seven. Bye. Okay, now we can read chapter seven. Confused and unhappy, Fireheart made for the warrior's den. Before he reached it, he hesitated. He did not want to risk meeting Tiger Claw, and he wasn't in the mood for sharing tongues with his friends. Instead, Almost unconsciously, he headed for the tunnel of ferns that led to Yellowfang's den. Cinderpaw limped out and almost collided with him. Fireheart fell back on his haunches with a thump, and Cinderpaw skidded to a halt, spraying him with snow. Sorry, Fireheart, she puffed. I didn't see you there. Fireheart shook the snow off his coat. He, his heart suddenly f- feel, felt lighter at the sight of the Cinderpaw. Her blue eyes sparkling with mischief, mischief and fur sticking out in all directions. This was how she used to look when she was an apprentice. For a while, after the accident, Fire had been afraid that this Cinderpaw had vanished forever. 
What's the hurry? He asked. I'm going to out to look for herbs for yelping, Cinderpaw explained. So many cats have been ill. What with what what with all the snow? That her so- stocks are getting very low. I want to find as much as I can before it gets dark. I'll come with you, Fireheart offered. Bluestar had told him to do something useful, and not even Tigerclaw could find fault if he wanted to collect herbs with for the medicine cat. Great, Cinderpaw meowed happily. Side by side, they headed across the clearing towards the gorse tunnel. Fireheart had to slow his pace to match Cinderpaw's, but if she was aware of it, she didn't seem to mind. Just before they reached the tunnel, Fireheart heard the shrill voices of Kits. He turned and stared at the branches of a fallen tree close to the elder sin. A group of kids had surrounded Broken Tail, who had been given a nest, who had been given a nest among the branches. Ever since Blue Star had offered shelter to Broken Tail, he had lived alone in his den with the warriors with warriors guard him. Not many cats passed that way, and the kids had no reason to be anywhere near him. Rogue, traitor, that was Cloud Kit Cloud Cloud Kit's voice, raised in a jeering meow. Fireheart watched in alarm as the white kid darted forward, a jad broken tail on the ribs with one paw, and scrambled back out of range. One of the other kids copied him, squealing, Can't catch me! Darkstripe, whose turn it was to guard the blind cat, made no attempt to send away the ki- send away send the kids away. He sat fox length away, watching with his paws tucked under him a gleam of amusement in his eyes. Broken Tail swung, swung his head to, from side to side in frustration, but with his cloudy, unseen eyes, he could not retaliate. The dark tabby fur looked dull and patchy, and his broad face was scored with scars, some of them from the clawing that had ruined his eyes. There was no trace of the former arrogant and bloodthirsty leader now. Fireheart exchanged a, exchanged a worried glance with Cinderpaw. Many cats he knew, many cats he knew, thought Broken Tail deserved to suffer. But seeing the former leader so old and helpless, he could not help feeling a scrap of pity. Anger began to burn inside him as the Tante went on. Wait for me, he mused Cinderpaw, and hurried over toward the edge of the clearing. He saw Cloudkit pounce on the blind Tom's tail, worrying it with sharp needle, with. With sharp needle teeth, Rokendale scrabbled away from him on unsteady legs and swiped one paw in his direction. In an instant, Darkstripe jumped to his paws, hissing, Touch that kit, traitor, and I'll flay your skin into strips. Fireheart was too angry to speak. Leaping toward Cloudkit, he grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and swung him around, away from Broken Tail. Cloudkit wailed in protest. Stop it. That hurts. Fireheart dropped him roughly into the snow and let a low growl through his bare teeth. Go home, he ordered, ordered the other kids. Go home to your mother's now. The kids stared at him wide-eyed with fear and then scuttled off to disappear into the nursery. As for you, Fireheart hissed to Cloudkit. Leave the kid alone, Darkstripe interrupted, patting up, to, up beside Cloudkit. He's not doing any harm. Keep out of this, Darkstripe, growled Fireheart. Darkstripe shouldered past him, almost knock, knocking him over, before stalking back to the to his prisoner, Kitty Pet. He sneered over his shoulder. 
but it hurts muscles tense tense and he wanted to leap at Dirk Stripe and force the insult back down his throat until he stopped himself. This was no time for clan warriors to start fighting each other. Besides, he had to deal with Cloud Kid. Did you hear that? He demanded, glaring down at the white kit, kitty pet. So, Cloud Kit muttered mutinously, What's a kitty pet? Fireheart gulped as he realized that Cloud Kit had not yet learned what his organs meant to the clan. Well, a kitty pet is a cat who lives with two legs, he began carefully. Some clan cats don't believe that a cat who is born a kitty pet will ever make a good warrior. And that includes me, because, like you, I was born in a two-leg place. As Fireheart spoke, Cloud Kid's eyes grew wider and wider. What do you mean, he meowed. I was born here. Fireheart stared at him. No, you weren't, he meowed. Your mother is my sister, Princess. She lives in a two-leg nest. She gave you to the clan when you were very young, so you could be a warrior. For a, mo- for a few moments, Cloud Kid stood rigid, as if you were a kitten made of snow and ice. Why didn't you tell me, he demanded. I'm sorry, Fireheart meowed. I thought you knew. I thought Brindleface ha- would have told you. Cloudkit backed away a couple of tail lengths. The shock in his blue eyes was slow, replaced with a cold under- understanding. So that's why the other cats hate me, he spat. They think I'll never be good because I wasn't born in this dump of a forest. It's stupid. Fireheart struggled to find the right words to reassure him. He couldn't help remembering how excited Princess had been when she had given her gave her son to the clan, and how he had promised her that Cloudkit would have a wonderful life ahead of him. Now he was forcing Cloudkit to think about his past and the difficult times he would he would have before accept, being accepted by the clan. What if the kit began to think that Fireheart Princess had made the wrong decision? Fireheart sighed. It may be stupid, but that's the way it is. I I should know. Listen, he he explained patiently. Warriors like Dark Strike, Dark Strike, think being a kitty pet is something bad. It just means we have to work twice as hard, twice as hard to make them see that kitty pet blood is nothing to be ashamed of. Cloudkit straightened up. I don't care. He mewed. I'm going to be the best warrior in the clan. I'll fight any cat who says I'm not. I'll be brave enough to kill outlaws like old Broken Tail. Fireheart was relieved to see Cloudkit's spirit of overcoming the shock of his discovery. But he wasn't sure that the kit really understood the meaning of the warrior code. There is more to being a warrior than killing, he warned Cloudkit. A true warrior, the best warrior, isn't cruel or mean. He doesn't claw an enemy who can't fight back. Where's, Where's the honor in that? Cloudkit ducked his head, not meeting Fireheart's eyes. Fireheart had hoped he had said the right thing. Looking around for Cinderpaw, he saw that she had gone up to Broken Tail and was checking his tail, where Cloudkit had worried it. There's no damage, she mewed to the blinded Tom. Broken Tail crouched motionless, his ruined eyes fixed on his paws, and did not respond. Reluctantly, Fireheart went over and nudged the old cat to his paws. Come on, he mewed. Let's get you back to your den. Broken Tail turned in, his, in silence and let Fireheart guide him back to the leaf-lined hollow under the dead branches. Darkstripe watched watched them shuffle past with a contemptuous flick of his tail. Right, Cinderpaw, Fireheart mewed. When Broken Tail was settled, 
Let's go and find those herbs. Where are you going? Cloudkit piped up, bouncing over to them with all his energy restored. Can I come? When Fireheart hesitated, Cinderpaw mewed, Oh, let him come. Fireheart only... Fireheart. He only gets in trouble because he's bored, and we could all do with with some more help. Cloudkit's eyes gleamed with pleasure. The loud purr rose from his throat, an enormous sound to come from his small, fluffy body. Fireheart shrugged. All right, but one put one paw wrong, and you'll be back in the nursery before you can say mouse. Limping steadily, steadily, Cinderpaw led the way along the ravine to the hollow where the apprentices had their training sessions. Already, the sun was beginning to go down, casting a long blue, casting long blue shadows across the snow. Cloudkit scampered ahead of them, peering into into holes in the rock and stalking imaginary prey. How can you find herbs with the snow on the ground? Fireheart asked. Won't everything be frozen? There will still be berries, Cinderpaw pointed out. Yellowfang told me to look for juniper. That's good for coughs and belly aches. And broom, broom to make poultices. Poultices. Poultice. For broken leg legs and wounds. Oh, and alder for bark for, uh, and al- alder bark for toothache. Berries. Cloudkit skidded sideways towards them. I'll find lots for you. He dashed away, again in the direction of a clump of bushes growing up, up the side of the hollow. Cinderpaw uh, flicked her tail in amusement. He's ke- keen, she remarked. Once he's apprenticed, he'll learn quickly. Fireheart made a non-comical noise in his throat. Cloudkit's energy reminded him of Cinderpaw when she was first made apprentice. Except Cinderpaw would never have taunted a helpless cat like blind, blind, broken tail. Well, if he's my apprentice, he better start listening to me, he muttered. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Cinderpaw gave Fireheart a teasing look. You're a really tough mentor. All your apprentices will be trembling in their fur. Fireheart met her laughing eyes and felt himself relaxing. As usual, being with Cinderpaw was was lifting his spirits. He would stop worrying about Cloudkit and get on with the job they have come to do. Cinderpaw, Cloudkit called further on. There are berries here. Come and look. Fireheart craned his neck and saw the white kids crouching beneath a small, dark, small dark leaf leaved bush that pushed its way up between two rocks bright scarlet berries grew close to the stems they look tasty cloudkit mewed as the two cats drew near he stretched his jaws wide to take a hungry mouthful at the same moment a grass a gasp came from cinderpaw to fire her amazement she shot forward propelling herself over the snow as fast as her injured leg would go no cloudkit she yelled she barreled into the kit, but bowling him all over. Cloudkit squealed in a shock, and the two cats scuffed, scuffed together on the ground. Fireheart bounded over, anxious that Cloudkit might hurt, hurt the injured Cinderpaw. But as he reached them, the, she pushed the kit off her and sat up, panting. Did you touch one? She demanded. No. Cloudkit stammered, puzzled. I was only... Look. Cinderpaw shoved him around until his nose was a mouth length from the bush. Fireheart had never heard her sound so fierce. Look, B- 
but don't touch. That's you. The berries are so po- poisonous, they are called death berries. Even one could kill you. Cloudkit's eyes were round as the full moon, speechless for once. He gazed horrified at Cinderpaw. All right, she mewed more gently, gently, giving his shoulder a, a couple of comforting licks. It didn't happen this time, but take a good look now, so you don't make the mistake again. And never, do you hear me, never eat anything if you don't know what it is. Yes, Cinderpaw, Cloud, Cloud Kit promised. Go on, go on looking for berries, then Cinderpaw nudged the kit to his paws. And call me as soon as you find anything. Cloudkit patted it off, glancing back over his shoulder once or twice as he went. Fireheart couldn't remember seeing him so subdued. Bold as the kit was, he had received a real shock. It's a good thing you were here, Cinderpaw, he meowed, feeling a pang of guilt that he hadn't known enough to warn Cloudkit. You've learned such such a lot from Yellowfang. She's a good teacher, Cinderpaw replied. She looks she shook several clumps of snow of off her fur and began padding up the hollow after Cloudkit. Fireheart walked beside her once more slowing his pace to match hers. This time, Cinderpaw noted, noticed, you know my leg ha- has healed as much as it ever will, she meowed quietly. I'll be sorry to leave y'all things in, but I can't stay there forever. She turned to look at fire at Fireheart. All the mischief had faded from her eyes. <clears throat> And said there was there was pain and uncertainty in those blue deaths. I don't know what I'll do. Fireheart stretched over to her and rubbed his face comfortably against hers. Blue Star will know. Maybe. Cinderpaw shrugged. Ever since I was a tiny kid, I wanted to be just like Blue Star. She's so noble, and she's given her whole life to the clan. But Fireheart, what can I give now? I don't know, Fireheart admitted. The life of a cat could be followed clearly through the clan, from kit to apprentice to warrior, sometimes to a queen, and then retired to an honorable old age among the elders. Fireheart had no no idea what happened to a cat who was injured too badly for a warrior life. For the long patrols, the hunting and the fighting were required for, of a warrior. Even the queens who cared for the kits in the nursery had all been warriors once, with skills that enabled them to feed and defend their little ones. Cinderpaw was brave and intelligent, and before her accident, she had shown an endless energy and condiment to the clan. Surely that couldn't all be thrown thrown away. This is Tiger Claw's fault, Fireheart thought darkly. He laid that trail that led to her accident. You should go to Blue Star, he suggested out loud. Ask her what she thinks. Perhaps I will, Cinderpaw shrugged. Cinderpaw, a shrill meow from Cloudkit interrupted. Come and see what I found. Come in, Cloudkit. Cinderpaw limped away, mewing good-humoredly to Fireheart as she went. Maybe it's deadly nightshade this time. Fireheart watched her go. He hoped that Blue Star would be able to find a way to give Cinderpaw a worthwhile life within the clan. Cinderpaw was right. Blue Star was a great leader, and not just in battle. She truly cared for all her cats. Knowing that Fireheart felt even more confused when he remembered remembered her reaction to Grey Paul's news, why had Blue Star acted so strangely when he had told her the two River Clan warriors had been Thunder Clan kits? 
The sore had outraged her so much that she was closing her eyes to the danger from Tiger Claw. Fireheart shook his head as he patted slowly after Cinderpaw. There was a deep, deeply buried mystery surrounding those cats, and he wasn't—he was begin, beginning to feel that it might be, on, be beyond his power to ever understand it. And that's the end of chapter seven. Next week we can hopefully read chapter eight and nine. Have a great day.